Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Man, it is good to be here tonight. I don't know of anywhere I'd rather be. Than, uh, than right here in, uh, uh, in my father's house Amen. and uh, still just rejoicing with the, what happened this morning, the service this morning, just a, just a great time in the Lord being here. I, I tell you this morning, I, I want to talk to you tonight for just a, just a little bit about, um, about a topic. And uh, I, I guess if you could put a name on this topic, it would just be the, the wonder of it all. And uh, but before we get there, I, I've got a question because I, I I can't explain this to you, but I just I want you to know that if there is a, if there is a call on my life today, yeah. it is this, and it is the, it is to simply present a question to you. Now I've done this before. Some of you guys have heard me do this at another church, and I'm going to do it here, and I'm going to continue to do it. I ask my children this same question, and as long as I live, I'm going to continue to ask them this question from time to time. But I want to ask you something tonight. How do you know? How do you know that you're saved? How do you know? Well, I, I had an emotional experience one time. Or I've been raised in church and brought to church my whole life, and this is all I know. Or I can quote scripture cover to cover. I've got more Bible memorized than anybody. I've got all these things. I'm a good church member. I tithe. I sing. I play an instrument. I preach. I'm a deacon. I'm this. I'm that. None of those things will take you to heaven. None of those things. I want to ask you tonight, how do you know? This is the most important question that you will ever be presented with. Now I realize tonight that this question within itself is offensive to some of you. Right. If you're religious. Yeah. Knocking on your door. If you're religious and you just come to church and go through the motions of it. See, we'd all be fools tonight if we thought that everyone sitting here within the sound of my voice tonight was a blood-bought, born-again child of the King. Because they're not. They're not. If Jesus comes right now before I finish this sentence, what's going to happen to you? How do you know? Let me give you a few indicators here as we get started. I might be a minute tonight. Just bear with me. If anywhere in your answer to me of how you know that you're saved, if anywhere in your answer is the word or the letter I, you probably got a problem. Well, preacher, I know I made a decision one time. I went forward at Sunday school and I got a lollipop and he patted me on the head in a popish kind of way and declared that I was saved. Well, I go to church. I pray to prayer. Well, how do you know? How do you know? Is your faith in your prayer? Or is your faith in Jesus? See, a lot of people today, some of you sitting right here, your faith is in your prayer. But I'll tell you one of the saddest things that I can think of is for someone to to leave this world thinking that they're saved. Yeah. 
And then you stand before the Lord. And he says, what? Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Right. Yeah. But Lord, Lord, yeah. we've even cast out devils and demons in your name. Yeah. So that tells me right there, he's talking about religious people. Right. Yeah. People that right. came to church, did what they were supposed to, right. but they never came to the point Amen. of true salvation. Yeah. Yeah. I... I will take you to hell. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, how do you know that you're saved? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> because of the finished work of Christ. Because of the cross. Because He came into me. <laughs> he came to me. I wasn't looking for Him. He came to me. And the things that I used to hate, I now love. Yes. The things that I used to love, I now hate. Yes. Listen, I am acutely aware of yes. sin. Yes. Oh, man, I know it's there. Mm -hmm. Repentance. Repentance. Yes. Oh, listen. I don't see Jesus anywhere in the New Testament. Read it. Read it again. I don't find anywhere in there where He says, All right, who would like to receive me into their heart? Pray this prayer after me. Raise your hand. Yeah, right. I don't see that. Right. But I do see repent. Mm -hmm. Take up your cross yeah. Yeah. and follow me. Yeah. And I will come into you. Amen. I will write my word upon your heart. Oh. Oh, I hope tonight, I hope this slaps some of you right in the face. Religion today. How do you know? How do you know? Well, my mom and dad told me I was, or this, or that, or the other. There's a thousand excuses out there today. How do you know? Brother, let me tell you something now. You don't need to impress me. You don't need to impress anybody in this building. How religious you are. How good you are, how good you can be, how good you can sing, how good you can do anything. You don't yeah. need to impress me. There's none good. No, not one. Amen. Amen. Well, I just know in my heart. Let me tell you something. Your heart will take you to hell. Jeremiah 17. He, Jeremiah was very clear over there. He said the heart is, is deceitful above all yeah. things and desperately wicked. Yeah. Yeah. And who can know it? You think your own heart won't lie to you? Yes. You're already deceived. Right. That's right. That's right. It is. Mm. Don't good. trust in your heart. Don't trust in the eye. Yep. The only trust is in Jesus. Right. Amen. Brother, let me tell you something now. You'll know. Yeah, you will. You'll know when he saves you. Yeah. You'll know. Some of you have sat here for years wondering. You can know. Come on, I know I'm knocking on your door. Mm -hmm. You can know. Some of you sit here for a long time just wondering. Yeah. But you don't dare admit it. Because then you'd know that you're not keeping the rules. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Let me tell you something tonight. All of that can change. That's right. That's right. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Hebrews 10.31 says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Oh, it is, my friend. Listen tonight. Turn with me book of Ephesians chapter 1. Let's get on with it. Ephesians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, 
and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will. There it is again. Number 6, verse 6. To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the blood. Hallelujah. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Wherein He hath adopted, or wherein He hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He hath purposed in Himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in Him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will, that we should be that that we should be to the praise of His glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye have heard the word of truth. Highlight that the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, as we come to you tonight, Father, I pray tonight that you'd be glorified. Father, I pray that, 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 that you'd help me to get out of the way. And Holy Spirit, I ask you tonight to have your way. Let everything that's said and done, I pray that it would glorify the Savior. Glorify, lift up the name of Jesus. Father, there's lost people sitting in this house tonight. There are people here tonight that have played, played around for years, some of them, with religion. I pray tonight, Father, that they would meet the Master. Lord, I pray tonight that this would be the time. God, that they would come to know the true, the true saving power of Jesus. Father, pull one from the fire tonight. God, I pray that there would not be one tonight, Father, that would leave this building unprepared to meet you. God, have your way. Have your way. Be glorified tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 As I said a minute ago, I want to talk to you tonight about the wonder of it all. You ever just stop and thought about that? The the wonder of it all. Yeah. You know, there's a there's an old song out there. I looked in our hymn. I don't think it's in our hymnal here, but but it's in some of them. But it's an old song. And it's simply the title of it is I've Never Lost the Wonder of It All. Where that song came from, let me give you a little bit of history here of some of our some of our church forefathers. 
Yeah. How many of you guys have heard of a fellow by the name of, of D.L. Moody? Dwight Moody? Yeah. yeah, a great evangelist from back in the, the late, mid to late 1800s. Thousands upon thousands of people are going to be in heaven because of D.L. Moody. Well, D.L. Moody was a great evangelist. He had a, he had a song leader that traveled with him. His name was Ira Sankey. Well, Moody and Sankey, this would have been about somewhere about 1865. Give, give or take a year or two on that. But about 1865, uh, Moody and Sankey got on a boat and went to London, England to preach a, a crusade. There were thousands of people coming to that crusade in London. Here's a good old American boy, good old redneck like us. Over there, man, he was shucking the corn. He was preaching the gospel. People were getting saved. People were changed. Their lives were being changed. But they noticed that the police had stopped some of the people from coming in. There was a gypsy camp just north of London. Uh, and the, the, the area where they were at is called Epping Forest. And that's this gypsy camp. That's where they lived at. But there were pickpockets and all kinds of troublemakers and all this. So the police had stopped them from coming to the crusade. Said, y'all can't come. So Moody, being the man of God that he was, said, that's fine. We'll go to you. So him and Sankey, they got together, got on a horse and buggy. Off to Epping Forest they go. They go in. They preach a crusade within there to the gypsies. Hundreds of them. Many lives changed that day. As they were leaving, they got back in the buggy. Ira Sankey, there was a little little curly-headed boy outside the buggy. The wonder of it all. There was a little curly-headed boy outside the buggy. Ira Sankey reached out the buggy, put his hand on that little boy's head, and began to pray for that little boy. Said, God save this one. And if you would, make a preacher out of him. And with that, the horse and the buggy drives off. Years later, years goes by. So this would have been around the turn of the century at this point. There's a, an evangelist coming from London to America to preach a crusade. Oh, the wonder of it all. <laughs> he, they begin to interview him and, and talk to him. He comes in and, 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 and begins to preach. And later on through his life, listen, he's, he's getting some age on him now, this guy is. He ended up dying in, in, in 1947. There was another gentleman. You may or may not have heard of him, but he's another forefather of our faith. And his name was Rodney Smith. You can look him up. Go on YouTube and look for him. Some of his messages are on there. Rodney Gypsy Smith. He was a little curly-haired boy. They were interviewing him before, before Gypsy Smith passed away. And he preached hard up until his last breath. At 87 years old, he preached hard. And they were interviewing him, this guy was. And he talked to Rodney and he said, Rodney, he said, how do you continue to preach so hard even at this late stage in life and late stage in your ministry? And Rodney Gypsy Smith said, because I have never forgotten the wonder of it all. Right. Yeah. How did you get here tonight? Right. Yeah. How did you get here tonight? The wonder, the wonder of it all. I want you to think with me tonight about the wonder yeah. of salvation. Amen. Thank you. Lord. Think about this tonight. The wonder of salvation. That the God of the universe, Jehovah God, would send His Son Right. To die for right. the sin of people. Yeah. But I want you to look at that as what we read in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Oh, listen tonight. He had you. 
You were chosen. You were predestinated. You were chosen. You are of the elect. I want you to think about the wonder of that. Before the foundation of the world, we read in Ephesians 1, before the foundation of the world, He knew Rodney Mason. He knew you. And He knew me. He knew you. He knew your name. He knew you were coming. What a wonder. Oh my goodness, the wonder of it all. Before before anybody else ever knew your name, He already knew you. Have you ever just stopped and wondered, why me? Why me? How many lost people did you pass on your way to God's house tonight? How many people tonight? That don't know God and don't want to know God. Don't want to have anything to do with Him. And are going to die and go to hell. Why you? See, some of you tonight, I want you to think about this. Because it's in all of us. It's in me and I hate it. I hate it. But it's called pride. It's the root of pride. I hate it. It's there and then when it pops its head up, it's like whack-a-mole. Mama, try to hit it. <laughs> you think, yeah, I don't want it. Amen. Not anymore. I don't want it. Right. But so many people tonight, so many Christians tonight, pride begins to rise up in our lives. And it begins to make us think and even say that we had something to do with our salvation. Right. The wonder of it all. Yep. Pastor Tommy's already said tonight. He's a little nine-year-old boy sitting there minding his own business. Yep. Oh, listen, the same thing. If you got saved, the same thing is true with you. You wasn't looking for Him. He came looking for you. You didn't call His name. He called your name. Oh, but I made a decision, we like to say. I made a decision to follow. You didn't make nothing. You didn't make nothing. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. Dead. Well, just how dead were you? A little bit dead or were you dead dead? I don't know about you, but I was stinking dead. Yeah. I was Lazarus dead. Surely he stinketh by now. Yeah. Dead. So how does a dead man make a decision to do anything? You don't. That's right. Except that the Holy Spirit come in first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 He come in. Where did that faith come from? Well, I had faith. And I placed my faith in Jesus. And I got to some eyes again. You didn't do nothing. Yes, my, Lord. my salvation is completely on Him tonight. Yes, he took me out. Yes. He rose me up from the dead. He gave me a measure of faith. Yes, he called my name. Yes, right. He did it. Yes. I'm saved yes. now, brother. Yes. You are too. He come looking for you. Yes. And let me tell you something else. This won't cost you anything extra here. Brother, if yours is... He won't let you go. I'm telling you, brother, I'm telling you from experience, He won't let you go. If you're His, He's going to bring you back home. He's going to bring you back home. The wonder, the wonder of it all. Oh, the wonder of it all. I want you to think tonight. I said a while ago, have you ever thought about that? Why me? Why me? There's not an answer. Other than it's just the will of God. Yeah, amen. But ain't that good? Yeah, praise God. Listen, that, that doesn't bring up pride in my life. That brings up gratitude and humility yeah. tonight. Yeah. To know that the God of the universe had all 
chosen millions of people that he could have chosen. Why me? Why me? I ain't anything special. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I've let him down. I have fallen. I have faltered. I've tripped and fell on my face. I have skipped my knees, not in a good way. But he chose me. He chose me. Oh, I want you to see tonight. Y'all know this. Turn back to Isaiah if you want to. You know what you can probably quote it. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. I want you to see something here. Because in the same way God chose us before the foundation of the world, He also at the same time had a plan to redeem us, to cover us, and to save us from His wrath. All of this happened before you were born. Yep, yep. <laughs> All of this happened before your great, 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 great granddaddy was born. Yeah. From the foundation of the world, he knew you. Amen. He knew you. He had your name. And he had it written down. Thank God tonight. Isaiah 53. Who hath believed our report and to whom, uh, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up, listen to this, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form of commonness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. There's nothing that, that, that you just rose up in yourself and was drawn to Jesus. Yeah. You got drawn to Jesus because he drew you. Yeah. The Holy Spirit drew you. You didn't do anything. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it was our faces from Him. For He was despised and we esteemed Him not. Oh yeah, surely He hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And with His stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him. And the Lord hath laid up on him. And the Lord hath laid up on him. The iniquity of us all. (laughs) My God. He is so good to us. He was oppressed and afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before our shears is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. Now I want you to notice something here. If you didn't already own this, oh, listen tonight. This is what we just read, Isaiah 53. This is about 700. Scholars differ on this, but 700 to to at least 750 years Mm -hmm. before Christ. Before he was born. Isaiah penned these words. Oh, listen tonight. You think he doesn't know? You think he's not aware of what's going on? What's happening in your life? What's happening in my life? He knows. He knows what's happening. As as he knew you before the foundation, listen, he also had a plan. He had a plan to redeem you and to save you. Oh, I want you to think about something else tonight. Oh, as we said, as we just read in Isaiah, and there's, there's 20 other verses I could give you the same thing. Yep. Have you ever considered God never woke up this morning, looked at you, 
and made the statement of, boy, I never thought he would do that. <laughs> I never thought he'd mess it up that bad. God's never said that. And he never will. Why? Because if you're his, if I'm his, if we're his, he knew you. Yeah. He yep. knew you before you were born. He knows what day you will draw your last breath, and he knows everything in between. Yeah. Predestined. He knows you. And God has never made a statement, nor will he ever. Boy, he surprised me with that one. Yeah. But isn't it amazing? Yeah, Don't you think really about the wonder of it all in that? You know your faults. I know mine. Yeah. Listen, some of them you've shared, some of them you've confessed openly, but even down in the depths right. of the black part of your right. heart, the things that you hadn't confessed to anybody, the things that you've still got hidden tonight. Yeah. He knows them. Right. Yeah. He knows them. The wonder. The wonder of it all. Those things. And yet, he still called me, saved me, set my feet upon a solid rock. Thank you, Lord. Listen tonight. The wonder, the wonder of it all, the wonder of his salvation. How could he save any of us? You know, I've heard people say that. It's a foolish question, especially these atheists and liberals out here, crazies out here, you know, just religious people. Well, if God is so good, how could he allow floods and hurricanes and volcanoes? And how could he allow this if God is so good? Mm-hmm. It's the wrong question. Yep. Yeah. It's the wrong question. Yep. And feel free to quote me on this. It's backwards. It's backwards. Yep. The right question is being, if God is so good and so just and so holy, yep. how can he not wipe all of us out? Yeah. 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 That is the question that we should be asking. Oh, listen. Listen tonight. Oh, the wonder of it all. My goodness. I want you to think God's never got up and and said those things. Book of Romans chapter 5. Let me read a couple of verses there. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. He said, but God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Us in that while we were yet sinners. Now let me let me put something before you right here. If while I am living full blown, wholeheartedly in sin, willingly and willfully living in sin, if God loved me so much that He sent His Son to die for me in that condition, how much more does my Father care for me and love me today? Yeah. That's right. Please see it. My goodness. See it. But God commended His love toward us, and the while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood, yeah. we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Let me tell you something right here. For if we were, were the enemies of God, we were reconciled to God yeah. by, by the death of His Son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. I want you to think about something. The wrath of God is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make no mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I thought God was just love and grace. Rainbows and unicorns and sprinkles. 
thought that's what's what the world's telling everybody today. Yeah. Yeah. God is love. Love is love. Let me tell you something. The, the, you guys know what kinetic energy is? It, it's, it's like when you pull a rubber band back or if you've got a piece of equipment or something that's got energy where it's stored back. And if one thing moves, it's like letting go of a rubber band. Yeah. Yeah. You remember doing that in high school? You slide up beside your buddy, pull the rubber band back and pop him in the leg with it. That's kinetic energy when you got it pulled back. Man, when you let it go, pow! <laughs> That's the wrath of God. It's pulled back and it's waiting. Yeah. But when God says go, pow! Make no mistake, the wrath of God is coming. Amen. And it's coming for those that aren't covered by the blood. But thank God for the blood. Amen. If you're covered, you don't have to worry about it. Now let me tell you something tonight. As I already said, Hebrews, Hebrews 10.31, it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands Amen. of the living God. If you're here tonight and you're playing church, you're playing religion, right. listen, you know a few Bible verses and you did this and you did that and you got the t-shirt from Bible school and all of this mess and all. You know. I believe you know right now. Amen. In that place, in the Amen. depths of your heart that you don't dare talk about. You know, there, there's fear down there, isn't there? There's fear because if you hear my voice, you know. Listen, if you've been around church for a little while, you know. If you read your Bible, you know that I'm telling you the truth tonight. Yes. That the wrath of God is stored up for those that have rejected His Son and yes. our Savior. Amen. And it's coming for you. Amen. And there'll be no way to sneak in the back like so many are trying to do today. That's right. It's even more offensive, yeah. I believe, oh, yeah. to God. Listen, some pagan, hell-bound sinner out there doing what they do, yeah. they're going to hell. Yeah. But I believe it's even more offensive to God for somebody to come into church yeah. and sit here, sing the songs, yeah. quote the Scripture, teach a class, do whatever you do, and claim to be Christ. Mm-hmm. Claim to be in Christ. But I want you to think with me tonight. Listen, did God not say, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain? Yep. See, some of y'all think that's just a cuss word. You're not supposed to say a cuss word in God's name. That's what you think. I believe the most offensive way to take God's name in vain is for you to be an unregenerated follower uh-huh. of God. You're taking His name in vain. Every day of your life, yeah. that you claim to be a Christ follower, and you know down in the depth of your heart right now tonight, mm-hmm. if he comes tonight, I'm going to hell. Mm-hmm. You scared tonight? Yep, you should be. Listen, if you're not blood bought, born again, Amen. listen, if he's never come in and Amen. changed you, listen, if nothing has ever changed, as Tommy's already said tonight, if it didn't change, then it didn't change. Yeah, yeah. Nothing happened. He said, I'll make you a new creature. And buddy, he will. He will. Now, listen, there's ups and downs and ins and outs. But choose you this day who you're going to serve. Time is getting short, brother. Time is getting short. Have you ever considered Matthew chapter 7? Have you ever considered that? You know, I think it was mentioned a while ago. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. Y'all know the, the text. And few there be that find it. The wonder of salvation. 
What does that word mean? You ever thought about that word few? Because, I mean, you just, you just interview the country today, go out and take a poll today. A lot of the United States claims to be Christian. Yeah. They claim to be. But he said, only a few find it. Yeah. We're not talking about just the day we're living in. I'm talking about this whole globe through all of time. But only a few find it. You ought to be able to rejoice tonight, my brother and my sister. If you know, Amen. if you know that you're saved tonight, if you know that that few includes you, Amen. oh my goodness, that ought to give you some shouting fuel right there. Rejoice. Listen, that ought to be rocket fuel in you to know, my Lord, I'm in the few. Yeah. Amen. And what does that word mean? If you look that up and then you study that word out in its original text in, in, in the Greek, if you go back to Greek and look at that word few, you know what it means? Few. Not many. Not many. I don't know about you tonight, buddy. It feels good to be in the not many. It feels good to be in the not many. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God, just to know Amen. the wonder, Amen. the wonder of salvation. Yeah. That He has chosen me, that He has chosen you. I want you tonight to, to be able to rejoice about that. To rejoice tonight. Thank you, Lord. I want you to look at one more thing tonight. Epic, Lord. We go back to Ephesians where we started at tonight, verse 13. In whom also... You trusted after that you in whom also you trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also after after that ye believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Brother, let me tell you something tonight, because this one scares me. This one scares me. I, I look around today and I, and I see what's going on and. But I want, you, I want you to think about the wonder of His Word. This book. Do you ever think about it? How we got it? How it's here? Because let me tell you something today, guys. Especially if you've got young people, young, young babies coming up. If you've got teenagers today. Oh, listen, I can't stress this enough in what I see now. I wish I had seen this 30 years ago. But what I see now. I cannot stress this enough because the world today, the education systems today, especially higher education, is doing everything it can to discredit and tear down and sow doubt in the minds of, of young believers about the Word of God. Let me tell you something today, brother. This Word is true. You can bet your life on it. Amen. Do you realize that there are over 300 individual prophecies in the Old Testament concerning Jesus? 300 in the Old Testament concerning Jesus. Now let me tell you something. If I stood here and told you tonight, church, listen to me, because this exact time at 16 minutes after 7, next Sunday night, a meteor is going to hit the side of that mountain over there. And next week at 7.16, a meteor hits that side of that mountain, you're going to think I'm something special, ain't you? Yeah, yeah I would too. <laughs> you, man, what is up with that dude? Yeah. 
That's just one. That's just one. What about 300 prophecies that were given hundreds and even some of them thousands of years in advance of the coming Messiah? And what he was going to do, where he was going to be born, what he was going to be looking like. Even what we read tonight in Isaiah, 700 years before his birth, it was written down of what he was going to be. Listen, there was not going to be anything in him that we were going to be drawn to him. He wasn't going to be a good looking guy. None of those things. We're not going to be drawn to him. There's over 300 individual prophecies in the Old Testament of the coming Messiah that were written hundreds of years before his coming. You can trust the book. Because here's the thing. All of them, every prophecy that was written, there's not a one that he did not fulfill. Not a one. Even where he was going to be born at. Prophets of old. Said where he was going to be born. It didn't fit. But God had a plan. He knew hundreds of years in advance what was coming. All the sovereignty of God, brother. You better know he's in control. He knew what was coming. He knew where he was going to be born. He knew where he was going to live. He knew all of these things. He knew what was going to happen. All of these things. Do you know tonight that you're saved? Do you know tonight, know tonight that you can trust that word? That book. Those 66 books. Listen, there's all kinds of people trying to sow doubt out there today. All these Gnostic texts and all this other stuff and and all these things. Sounds just like the Garden of Eden, doesn't it? Same thing the devil, the the serpent said to Adam and Eve. Half God said. Just sowing doubt. Just sowing a little doubt. Guys, let me tell you something. This scares me. This scares me because I see where we are today and and even in the last 20, 30 years of of my life, how far we have have drifted as a society away from, from the Word and putting our hooks in and knowing that that is our anchor. I worked with a man the other uh, and, and, and the other day. He and I were, were, were talking, and I, I was shocked. And I asked you to help me help me pray for him. But it's, it's got to be it's got to be gradual. If I just come in and start preaching to him, then I'm gonna tear the whole thing down like a house of cards. I, I'm not gonna wait on I gotta wait on the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to this man. He's a good guy. He really is. He's a good. He's a good dude, man. Everybody likes him. He's a good dude. He's a solid guy. He, he's a good friend. I mean, he's, he's a good guy. But we were talking, and, and he was. We, we were talking about some circumstances that were going on, and, and I asked him where he went to church at, and he told me. And listen, they, they were kind of upset. Him and his wife's upset because listen, the church decided to split away from from the from the other half of their their, their denomination that. Wants to bring in the, the alphabet mafia, you know, all the homosexuals and all that mess. He wants to split away from them because they're torn, and you know. And, and he was saying, man, there's, there's a lady in the church that, you know, she she belongs to the alphabet mafia, and she's in the church, and now she can't hold a position in the church. And and I'm just sitting there, you know, having to swallow my tongue to keep from just start preaching. And but he, you know, he, and and he went on to say, here's the part that broke my heart though. He went on to say, he said, you know, he said all these people out here, he said. You know, like the, the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Mormons and these he said, Jewish people and, and all this kind of, you know, they've all, they've, all, they've all got their beliefs. And they all believe. And he was, he was saying, basically, who am I to contradict them? And man, this broke my heart. It broke my heart. I was sitting here looking at this guy like, man, this dude is a good dude, man. He really is. He's got a really sweet spirit about him. He's a good guy. He's a good dude. But he is going to bust hell wide 
open if he leaves here tonight. The word of truth. If he doesn't have any more of an idea of who God is and who Jesus is and the saving power. And I even told him before we got out of the truck, I said, the only problem with that is, is Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. Right. Amen. I did quote that to him. Little at a time. I'm yep. just hoping that that word will take root. And I'm hoping for another opportunity to talk to this guy. Let's carry on. Listen tonight. The word. The wonder. The wonder of the word. I want you to think tonight. It was amazing. Back in the, about 1947, 46, 47, right in there is when they started uncovering the Dead Sea Scrolls in Israel. Over in the, in, the, in the Jordan Valley, in Qumran especially, the areas was where they found most of them at. It's the area where John the Baptist lived, was in Qumran. It was an all-male community. Jesus spent time in that community, obviously, since that's where he was baptized at in Jordan by John. Remember? Yeah. But as they started uncovering and digging these things out, there's about a 10, 12-year stretch there, I believe, where they kept finding and uncovering these old Dead Sea Scrolls. Listen to... The, the scientific community set up and said, yeah, now we're finally going to disprove this Bible. Because now we're going to find some, some ancient artifacts of the books of the Bible. And you, you, you crazy Christians are going to begin to see now that, that what they had back then and what you have today in that King James are vastly different. But they got disappointed. They got severely disappointed. Thank you, God. Let me tell you, you can trust the book. In in '97, I I went to Israel. In '97, I was in Jerusalem, and we went to this place there in Jerusalem. It's called the Shrine of the Book, and a lot of the Dead Sea Scrolls are housed in that. It's a museum, and they're behind glass and all of this. Listen, when I was there, I went to the tomb. I went in the tomb. I stood at Calvary. I saw. I walked to Via Dolorosa. But the thing that stuck me the most of my time in Israel and what I saw over there was what I saw in that museum. And let me tell you what I saw. Right in the center of that museum, they have this scroll unrolled. And it goes around. It's probably 10 foot across. This big old circle. It's behind glass. But it's probably 10 foot across, this this thing. But they've got this scroll unwound and unrolled all the way around that circle. And I stood there and looked at it. You know what it was? It was one of the Dead Sea Scrolls that they found in Qumran. It was the entire book of Isaiah. And I stood there and looked at it because they had, they had run the tests on this scroll. That scroll was over 2,000 years old. So I stood there and I looked at that in awe. Yep, yep. Because I just sit there and imagine this scroll was in Qumran. The same time that my Jesus was in Qumran. The odd, because it's not like the, the Christian bookstore where you just order 20 copies. It didn't work like that. There's probably one copy of the book of Isaiah in Qumran. And that was it. I stood there and I looked at that and I thought, my Savior. He ran from this very scroll. Not one like it. This one. I still stuck with me. The wonder. The wonder of His Word. 
How He has protected His Word through time and through the ages so that we could have it today. Let me ask you something today, Christian. How much do you cherish it? That's right. right. How much do you cherish it? A lot of people when they leave church on Sunday morning and get stoned in the back window of their car, the next Sunday morning when they roll back in, they'll pull it back out. They'll throw it in the back seat. Listen, I'm not asking you to put your nose in the Word so you can raise your hand at your daily Bible reader. If that's the only reason you're reading, whatever. But let me tell you something. If the Word is not real to you, don't expect it to be to your kids. Amen. That's right. Or to your grandkids. Yes, sir. Is the Word real to you? I mean, is it it really real? Amen. Is it something that you would lay down your life for? Yeah, thank yeah. you, Lord. Because that day might be coming for us. Yeah, yeah. And if it is, so be it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I wonder today how many people would Amen. they start coming through, listen, like they have in, 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 in times past, in other places. You realize we've got brothers and sisters right now tonight in China that are having to hide. Yeah. Yeah. power of God is there. Yeah, that's right. You get caught sneaking a Bible in there, they'll kill you for it. Mm-hmm. They'll kill you for it. How much do you cherish the Word? Do you realize tonight what God has done down through time? Do you realize the wonder, the wonder of it all? Yeah. Yeah. Of how God has brought that book to you? Yeah. Do you care enough to read it? Right. Do you care enough to dig into it and study it? Right. Help us, Lord. The wonder. The wonder of His salvation. The wonder of His Word. I want you to see something. 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Let me tell you something, guys. The Word is the only thing that's going to protect us as this world continues to self-destruct. It's already coming to some of you, isn't it? Oh, we don't like to admit that. Listen, I heard the other day that there's a, there's a big Baptist church up here in town. They split from the uh, Southern Baptists, is what they are, but they, they split from the Southern Baptists. Southern Baptists too too strict for them. They wanted to go the, the way of the alphabet mafia. Yeah. It's coming coming to the Baptist. That's knocking on our doors right there, guys. It's knocking on our doors. We ain't talking about a bunch of liberals out here. We ain't talking about the Presbyterians and yeah, <laughs> the right. I'll call them out. Right. Okay. We ain't talking about them. It's coming. Yeah. If you think it ain't coming to your living room, you're wrong. Yeah. It's coming. Your kids, your grandkids. Teach them the word. And I'm not talking about just teaching them about David and Goliath. The word, the truth of the word, that they can stand on the word, they can depend on the word. The word is the only thing that's going to protect you and your family as this world continues to self-destruct. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. Yea, and all that will live God in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men, listen to this, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Yep. Does that sound like us today? Amen. I ain't talking about California or New York. 
I'm talking about Maryville, Tennessee. You think this stuff ain't here? It's here. It's here. The only thing that we can defend against it is, is to be in the Word and to know the Word. Amen. Oh, listen to this. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Right. He goes on to say in Revelation, except the time be shortened, even the very elect would be deceived. Amen. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of. That's right. Knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. The wonder, the wonder of it all. I want you tonight, I want you to pause and to just think about that for a minute. I want you to think tonight about the goodness of God we sang about this morning. The goodness of God, that God is so mindful of us. That he would protect his word through the ages so that you could carry that King James with you tonight. That God is so mindful of us that he had our names written down from the foundation of the world. The elect, predestinated. You know what that word means? Chosen beforehand. God's big, isn't he? You begin to think about that. That he knew me. I know that's going to mess with some of your all's theology. Good. Good. It might need to be messed with. <laughs> Amen. Well, I thought I just got a warm fuzzy one time in church. And man, I made a decision and I went forward. Nah. Uh-uh, brother. Uh-uh. Drawn by the Spirit of God. Amen. Given faith by the Spirit of God. Quickened by the Spirit of God to be able to come to the Son of God. Mm-hmm. He did it all. Amen. And if He didn't do it all, you probably made a good pass at it and missed. Is there still fear down in your heart? Down in that place that you don't talk about with your husband? Mm. Oh, I hope I'm cutting close to the bone. Down in that place where, where, where you don't dare tell your wife, you just, I'm just going to go to church. I'll, I'll sing the songs and I'll go to Sunday school. Listen, I'll leave prayer every now and then. See, that's the problem. We, everybody here knows how to talk to talk. He's raised in it. Yeah. I don't know of anybody who their uncle wasn't a deacon, at least. I mean, we're here in the Bible Belt. Everybody's a daddy or uncle or granddaddy or somebody's either a deacon or a preacher, right? Yeah. So we all know the lingo. Oh, we're good at fooling each other. We're good at fooling each other. Got a fool. But the one, the only one that matters, 
You're not going to fall. Amen. He knows the depths of your heart. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Nothing hid. Nothing hid. Revelation says that those things that are done in secret will be shouted from the rooftops. So let me circle back to the beginning. Come get us a song, brother. Amen. Let me circle back to the beginning. How do you know? How do you know? And I hope tonight that you're answering that question. I'm not asking you to answer me. That's right. You don't need to answer me. I'm asking you tonight to answer yourself. How do you know? That is the most important question that will ever be presented to you. It's more important than who you marry. It's more important than where you buy a house, your next truck. It's more important than any other anything. Yeah. How do you know that if you die tonight, you'll go to heaven? Yeah. How do you know? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And do you know? I know. <sighs> I'm telling you, when, when you meet the master... Changes everything, don't it? You'll know when you've met the master. Well, I know Jesus. Well, congratulations. Every demon in hell knows Jesus. But he said in Matthew, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Right. It's not a question of whether you know Jesus. The question is, is did Jesus know you? One thing I've come to learn here, y'all may have learned this 40 years ago, but one thing I'm, I'm really getting a grasp of now at this point in my life is everything in life outside of that book, outside of my relationship with Christ, yeah. is nothing but a distraction. Yeah. Amen. And the enemy's good at it. Yeah, that's right. The yeah. devil is good at that. Listen, man, I, I like stuff as much as anybody else. Not as much as I used to. That's right. That's right. But he said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Yeah. Any man that loveth the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Yeah. And all these things are distractions. Listen, guns and trucks and dogs and work. Yeah. 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 I'll take it even a step farther because I'm talking about me now. Ministry. Ministry was a distraction for me. Didn't see that one coming, did you? Because I was just for a lot of years just going through the motions. Just going through the motions. Man, I can put you together a poem in three points. Get up here, work up a bunch of emotional garbage. Ministry was a distraction for me. I was distracted from the real thing because of ministry. That's what I'm saying. Because the ministry wasn't the real thing. Does that make sense? I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> you ready to do business? Amen. Come up here, Tom.
You ready to do business with the Lord tonight? What are you waiting on? That's right. Amen. That's right. Listen, here tonight, number one, if you're here tonight and you don't know Christ as your Savior, that's it. Let's cut through all the excuses, cut through all the religion, cut through all the garbage. Just cut through all that mess. That little place down in your heart where you're fearful tonight. There's a reason for that. When you begin to think about the reality of hell, it's real. It's real. You need to do business with God tonight if that's you. You may be here tonight and you just want to praise the Lord for the wonder of it all. That's right. The wonder that he saved me. Yeah. Me. Guys, you know, you see it. You see a, a tie on a white shirt up here. There ain't nothing white about me. Yeah. Nothing. You don't know how rotten I am. You have no idea how sinful my nature is. <laughs> but he chose me. The wonder of it all. That's right. The wonder. Amen. And not only that, that He chose me, but He's protected His Word through the years so that I could be spoken to by His Word. You want to get closer to God? It's in that book. Don't look for a TV show. Don't look for songs. Don't look for some convention in Oxford. Because that is garbage. I won't cost you nothing extra there. It's in the book. It's in the book. Stand with me tonight.